In the 1930s in America, bars and salons offered a free lunch if the patrons would purchase at least one drink. But there was a catch. The free lunches that were offered included items like ham, cheese and crackers, which were high on salt. So the patrons ended up buying more drinks than they originally planned. Almost a hundred years later, in 2022, offices are on the path of becoming glorified, mostly non-alcoholic bars. Welcome to this episode of Costa Company, about free lunches. One of the reasons why I shifted to Bangalore was the fact that uh, when I was in Mumbai, I was I didn't have any anyone else to talk to. So I was... That's Abhishek. He shifted to Bangalore a few months ago for his management consultancy job. So I would spend like 8-10 hours just straight up working. There would be days where, you know, I would go the whole day... Uh, and the only people I've spoken to are my clients or my company guys. But it's not the excessive workload while working from home that led to Abhishek making the shift. So the reason I've shifted is social social life is went from zero to at least 70 or 80. Ever since the pandemic happened, the most common narrative that you've heard is that Gen Z loves working from home. And while that may be partially true, most people are eager to get back to the office. According to the 2022 Career Interest Survey conducted worldwide, only 13% of respondents said that they favor key processes in a new job like training and onboarding remotely. It's a common story that we've been seeing here in India though, especially since the pandemic has been seemingly under control. But when something shifts to a big city like Bengaluru, Mumbai or Delhi for work, they've let go the comfort of their hometowns, which included home-cooked food, a vehicle perhaps, and little to no dirty laundry. That's a big one. This person goes to office twice, maybe thrice a week. So the other two days, it would be frustrating because say my relatives would leave for work and then it would be an empty house. This is Arman. He shifted to Gurgaon after a brief stint in Mumbai and currently works at Upscaleo, a consumer goods company. And an empty house doesn't feel nice, mm. uh, especially when you don't have your own room, etc. It surely doesn't feel nice. Um, so it would get frustrating. I would have to go for walks, etc. in that Delhi heat just to kind of feel like there's a world outside of the room. I can admit it here that my work did suffer on those two, three days when I would work from home because uh, mm. the amount of extroversion required for this job, you cannot sustain it uh, while sitting alone in a room. But see, this isn't a question about extroversion or introversion. It's a question of choice. Offices being flexible and hybrid suggests that you can go to office if you want. Although Arman's office was compulsorily hybrid at first, they did open up eventually. Like most offices, including Abhishek's. But here's the thing. Arman doesn't go to work every day. And neither does Abhishek. Why? Well, because others in the office aren't coming either. Definitely. In fact, that is a major, major reason. Right. So the major reason why you, let's say, you can come to office if a lot of the other people are coming in, then you can come. Yeah. I mean, they'll also be telling the same things, like a chicken and egg problem. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who should go first? Like, who should we... Uh, yeah, I mean, that we... is... Yeah. I don't know. There's no solution to that. So, let's set the scene. Offices are open, most people want to go to office, yet they aren't because 
others aren't uh, the irony and let's not forget these are people who have a middling sense of what's home and what's not they've left their work from home setups at their hometowns and shifted to their office towns but aren't going to office either i mean who's stopping them right what's really happening here what do they miss about the office and what can bring them back let's find out in this episode welcome to cost to company a podcast about workplaces and careers by the ken we tell you how your workplace is changing before you hear it on slack i'm your host shrivar believe that if I was working from office, I probably would not have the writing career that I have right now. Before you think it's all flat out hate for work from home, we have Rhea, who's swimming against the current we've been on so far. Rhea Chopra works as a writer at a popular quick commerce startup. She's also, on the side, written some really cool stuff in publications such as BuzzFeed, Refinery29 and Vice, to name a few. I do think working from home when you live with family is a much much easier ride. Say you're in an office call and the bell rings. I don't have to get up and open the door, you know. I've never had to tell a client, "Sorry, my bell is ringing. I have to go open it." Uh, I know my parents are there, my sisters there, they're going to open the door and I get to focus on work instead. But I doubt a roommate would ring you like cut up fruit. That's a very parent thing to do. Yeah, roommates or flatmates don't usually get you food. So I'm pretty certain about that. But see, this is an interesting inflection point. Work from home might mean completely different things depending on whether you're staying at home or whether you shifted to where your office is. If you shifted to your office base and are still working from home, it can have very detrimental effects because essentially you're getting robbed of the only sense of community you have. and if you're working from home from your hometown you probably miss your office culture the surprisingly good coffee machine or even the views there was this vague sense of fomo because your colleagues talk about okay office mein to hum ye karte the and you know we used to sit on the 10th floor with this view of cyber hub and you do wonder how that would be but those aren't things that you've ever experienced so you can't really miss out uh, on something you don't know what it would be like right Ria is part of a unique set of professionals those who've barely seen the office space because they started working in the pandemic for them work from home is the norm rather than the exception so how can you miss something that you've never experienced and then there's the question of weekends see a weekend when you're at home and doing nothing is perhaps all right but if you're in a different city you feel guilty if you haven't done something productive attended a few meetups or mixers or even relaxed properly i think also the moments of despair as i said were very regular 
Here's Arman from Upscale again, who was working from home in Mumbai and more recently Gurgaon. Because the moment I would feel sad, I would book, I would book a comedy show or I would head out of the house. So while Ria could have fruits and enjoy excellent Wi-Fi from the comfort of her home and work on her copy, Arman would go to comedy clubs almost every night just to get a few laughs and get a sense of belonging. You know, I totally get where Arman is coming from. I shifted to Bangalore a few months ago myself and I end up going for a quiz or maybe two every week just to be in the vicinity of people smarter than me. And this happens mostly on the days when I'm not going to the office. But you know, we lost so much more when we lost the office space. Abhishek had well something interesting to say. Gossip is necessary. So, I mean, without gossip, how do you I mean, gossip doesn't mean like it's negative gossip, but it's just like, it's information. So his definition of gossip is basically the pulse of an organization. Every org has one. I'm pretty sure yours does too. And you think that gossip doesn't really permeate, I'm guessing, uh, working from home? Like, does that happen for you? I know people who do it, but I personally am terrible at it online. I find it difficult to talk about things which are not... uh, which are basically things I should should not, not should not, but more like it's not related to work, basically. Arman chips in with something similar. So, honestly, I'll just give you the most trivial example. But at home, I would have to set up a meeting with them. And these guys, uh, to set up a meeting with them is incredibly tough uh, because they're on the road, they're in meetings, etc. At office, I can just catch them. Um, I'm on their floor. I will just pick up someone that, hey, Rahul, I've got these questions for you. Please answer them. You know, And I can chase them much easier. So my work has gotten much easier. Meetings don't need to be meetings if you can just meet the person down the hallway. But horrible meeting puns aside, there's also this misdirection or lack of direction, really, that creeps in when you weren't physically working from the office. So I think that that Lone Ranger metaphor really sets in when you are at home. Ki I'm working on this particular module of the company and that's all it is. But then you go back, you see the entire, you know, all the cogs and wheels in action and you see the larger picture that you're working on. It's like, say, Arab Scalio uh, celebrating our uh, performance on, say, things like Amazon sales and Flipkart sales. It's a big deal for us. That big picture thinking really helps with employee morale. Being in the pavilion with your teammates while a player is hitting the winning six is much better than watching a match from your hotel room. So knowing that a company is functioning, knowing that a company is going ahead without you, it's good to know that, you know. Uh, It's good to see uh, things getting done. Okay, so let's understand what Arman just said. The fact that you're replaceable helps you bring down your ego when you're working as a lone ranger at home. You stop being complacent. And this ties in well with your professional growth. Um, I think personally, professionally... um... I've always felt like I've grown more in an in-office setup. That's Yashmi. She works at a fintech startup in Mumbai as a marketing professional. Um, Just, again, learning my osmosis, right? Like, for example, I remember this one time uh, when I was with a startup in Bangalore. Uh, Small offices, because startup, right? Right. Uh, The product team is having a conversation about the next feature they want to build right next to us, right? And... uh, these are things that I just kind of overheard. It's not something right. that I, and we 
created an entire marketing campaign around the feature they were building and it was a very good sort of a collaboration that right. wasn't intentional it was just mm. something that happened out of excitement Excellent. that oh my god yeah. you guys are doing this let's do this right. also right wow. and i don't think that happens anymore uh, with remote cultures osmosis serendipity water cooler chats unintentional collaboration whatever you may call it these are some of the things that we lost out when we lost the office and yashmi and her organization really benefited from being there here's arman again and i know that one of the key reasons uh, i think i couldn't stick it out in that company was because we didn't have a path to ever working from office arman tells me that because one of his previous organizations didn't have an office it was actually a downside yeah we reached that point of the pandemic where the ability to work from office is actually being seen as a perk who would have thought you know all of these things sound great but what would actually make these people come back to their offices this is what ria the writer who's working from home in delhi had to say i think shiva first i want to point out that we might be approaching this question wrong uh, the minute you ask me what it would take uh, for me to go to office i think the first question i would ask is why do i need to go to office at all you know whatever the amount of incentive you might provide uh, if i feel that it is not required for me to come like it's a very optional thing uh, i i might question the need of having to go at all i will say there's probably no amount of incentive that you can give me that would make me go to office you know regularly uh i have found out that uh, the days that i have gone i have tended to go when as i said my favorite colleagues are going so probably like a healthier work environment i'd say is what that means for me i wanted to know what ria actually wanted in an office setup so i pried her some more if i really had to then healthier work environments uh benefits uh snacks uh being able to wear what i want probably being able to come and leave whenever i want instead of having clock in, clock in clock out policies ria went on to mention that for women in particular work from home offers this safety net and this safety net goes for a toss when you're supposed to put up with this theater of busy when you're at office the unnecessary delays while you wait for the day to get over can have cascading effects while you take the trip back of course all of this completely depends on your situation at home whether home itself is a safe space for you i asked abhishek what would get him back to the office the management consultant who had shifted to bangalore what would what would attract you let's say let's let's flip that what would attract you what would attract me uh um ah uh, what do i say i mean not like free beer and all i mean not that <laughs> that's not really a lunch definitely hey, lunch will lunch will certain because otherwise i go to spend lunch when i'm at spend for lunch when i'm at home if there's nothing left so yeah i mean yeah that that will work for certain for me it will work for certain yep free lunches This might seem trivial to you because it certainly did to me but this strangely has a deeper implication we'll get to that in a bit arman tells me about this thing that actually happened in his office recently like <laughs> tomorrow we're celebrating the end of monsoon where the dress codes like shorts and flip flops and 
the HRs organize like chai and pakoda for us, you know. Those events, while they're very minor events in that sense, but bringing a 100-150 person team together in the office canteen, I can't even imagine the asymmetric impact it has, you know. You feel much more connected to the company. Uh, seeing the founders in action, etc. I think that really does connect you to the company. For him, it's the tangibility of the work that matters. Collective effervescence, being a part of something bigger than you. While for Rhea... Now that I listen to myself answer this question, what I'm asking for are basically things to make my office feel as much as home. So far, we've heard of stories from two types of people. There are those who've left their hometowns and arrived at these big cities, not really knowing what to do. They're isolated, slightly confused, like Arman. And the other who are comfortable working from home and want those comforts in their offices too. Like Ria. But we haven't heard from the offices themselves. What's their stance around this? How are they planning to get the younger people back to the office? Do they even need to? Hey, just quickly popping in here to say that if you're enjoying Costa Company, give us a follow on whichever app you listen to this on. You'll be the first few ones to know whenever a new episode drops. Also, while you're at it, please rate us and leave a review if you can. It really helps. Back to the show. Huge change that happened because I remember... That's Ashish. He's the chief HR officer at Misho, an e-commerce startup based out of Bangalore. When we announced this on that very day and that week, our uh, applications on our career webpage went up 11-fold. 11-fold. Ashi says that when they announced their work from anywhere policy a few months ago, the number of job applications went up 11-fold. So clearly there is a demand for working from anywhere. But then I wanted to dig a bit deeper to find out where Misho's work from anywhere policy was actually coming from. There was a preference of uh, some employees who chose to, uh, you know, who would prefer to come to office. It was an 80-20 answer. 80% chose that they would con- continue to uh, um, to work from uh, home or work from anywhere, or at least have the flexibility. The idea is to give the choice to the employee. They would prefer to have that flexibility. What will happen if I force them to come to office? My sense is that, uh, you know, we, you know, clearly either employee morale issues, employee engagement, ability to attract talent, uh, offer decline ratios, attrition, all these will show up what what employees felt. Misho understood that what Gen Z actually wanted from the office space wasn't actually the office space at all, but rather the ability or the flexibility to come to work. The ones that I spoke to all admitted that as much as they enjoyed working from office, None of them wanted to be forced to come to office every day. They wanted the flexibility. Now, you might be saying that, well, doesn't everybody want flexibility? Sure, but what makes it different for this generation is that although many of them, like Ria, haven't seen the office space, they still like the ability to go once in a while because it offers them a space to interact with their colleagues. See, the office isn't really being seen as a place of work because work can happen from anywhere, but rather as a place of communion. In the 1930s in America, bars and salons offered a free lunch 
if the patrons would purchase at least one drink. But there was a catch. The free lunches that were offered included items like ham, cheese and crackers, which were high on salt. So the patrons ended up buying more drinks than they originally planned. Almost a hundred years later, in 2022, offices are on the path of becoming glorified, mostly non-alcoholic bars. Open for all, open anytime, and all that the patrons want is a sense of belonging. Feeling a part of something bigger than themselves, being with their favorite peers and some of their seniors, and probably a free lunch or two. But all of this comes at a cost. There has to be borne by both the parties, which deviates it slightly from the free lunch example we just spoke about. For companies like Misho, it's the cost of keeping an employee at the office when they have the option of working from anywhere. And for employees like Abhishek or Arman, the cost is that they have to perhaps give up on the comfort of their homes, shift to bigger cities and try to find their purpose and a seat at the table. So yeah, there are costs involved on both ends of the spectrum. Because as Milton Friedman once said, there's no such thing as a free lunch. This was a podcast from The Can. This episode of Cost to Company was written, hosted and produced by Shrivar Chotaria with audio engineering by Rajiv C.N. If you have thoughts, feelings or episode ideas, write to us at podcasts at the rate of the-ken.com. If you like the podcast and want to know more, follow The Ken Web on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn and rate us highly everywhere you can. I'm Sneha Vakharia, host of next week's episode of Cost to Company. Product management, for a while now, has been the hottest new job on the market. But what really are the core skills of a product manager? And more interestingly, is the product manager in fact a politician? Think about it while you wait for our episode next week.